Hello and good morning to you. Welcome to the Presence Podcast. This is Rick and this is episode 137. Now I have to tell you at the start a couple of things. One is it is not night. Usually I record this podcast at night uh, sitting out on my patio, my screened in patio, which is where I'm sitting right now. But you might hear in the background a couple of things. One is birdsong. Now, the birds don't usually sing at night, so that means that this is day. And actually, it is almost midday. It's about 1130 or so in the morning. Also, you might hear thunder. I'm looking out to the west, which is the direction that storms come to us here in central Ohio most of the time. And it looks like there's some dark clouds and probably a storm. So you might hear some rumbles of thunder, too, which could be kind of exciting. Now, you may wonder why I am recording at the morning hour as opposed to the evening hour, and that is part of the experience of the podcast. And I have to say, overall, this is a very different podcast than if I had recorded it last night like I had planned to. But again, that's part of the story. So I did yesterday, Friday, keep my eyes, my ears, and my soul open to experience the presence of God so come sit with me here on the screened-in patio. Uh, hopefully the rain won't come in when it starts raining, if it starts raining. And uh, we'll sit and we'll talk for a few minutes about my experience of God. So I have titled it, this podcast, two different things that are related to each other. One is more yesterday and one is more today, this morning, so far. The first is consolation and desolation. Now, if you are Ignatian of your prayer life, that is St. Ignatius of Loyola, uh, the Jesuits are the religious order, you might be familiar with that idea of consolation and desolation. And that is what Ignatius talks about when he uh, writes extensively in the spiritual exercises about discernment. How do we know whether we are experiencing God's presence or whether we are not. And by the not, that could be that we are stuck in sin, that we are distracted, that we are not being present to God. And he actually says that um, we do that by paying attention to our emotions, especially at the end of the day when we do an examination of conscience. Just as a side note, um, Pope Francis, who is a Jesuit, in his um, really amazing um, pastoral letter that came out about a month or so ago now, on holiness talks about the importance of daily examination of conscience uh, for the Christian um, in looking at his or her actions during the day. But Ignatius says it's not just recalling what you did during the day, but it really is sensing at your gut level, your feeling level, did I experience in that particular moment consolation, meaning joy and peace and serenity um, meaning that I was aware of God and in tune with God's desire for me, because that's really what is this is about. And then secondly, or the opposite, I suppose, is did I experience desolation, sadness and um, anger and, and uh, loneliness and all the other types of things that are signs that I am not um, doing God's will and certainly not in touch with myself and with other people. I call the podcast this because last night, um, really through most of the day yesterday, I was feeling desolation. And it was 
hard to pin exactly why, but it certainly had more than a little to do with the fact that there was another school shooting yesterday. Ten students, um, actually it looks like it was nine students and a substitute teacher, were killed in Santa Fe, Texas. And if you're listening to this podcast, you are on the internet from time to time, at least a little, and you've probably heard the details, so I'm not going to go over the details. But we now add Santa Fe, Texas to the list of schools and the list of cities that have been affected by a mass shooting event, especially a school shooting. And I was feeling desolation about this yesterday and and really more numbness, I think, than anger. I felt anger after Parkland. That was just so astounding. And and it was certainly more uh, students and and more teachers. I think what made me so angry about Parkland is, as a teacher myself, seeing those colleagues, um, comrades in, in the classroom, people I can identify with, being gunned down, being massacred at the hands of a young man who was clearly, clearly mentally ill and untreated. In Santa Fe, um, apparently this young man was not identified. He wasn't using high-powered um, rifles and like the, um, the, the murderer in, um, Santa F- in uh, Parkland, Florida. Nevertheless, um, we have the same result. Ten students, nine students and a teacher, families grieving, a, a community torn apart, the nation saying why and how long, and our president promising he'll do something. Well, he promised that last time, and then he showed up at the NRA rally and spoke about how much he is in support of what they're doing. So I was feeling desolation, and I was set to record my podcast yesterday evening to talk about that desolation that I felt, and I couldn't. I um, I got distracted. I... Um, looked at my emails, my Gmail accounts, and saw that I wasn't getting any emails since Monday, and I became obsessed to figure out why, and, and kind of went down that rabbit hole, and spent time deleting um, my uh, emails, because I went over the 15 gigabyte limit, didn't give me a warning, it just went over, and that is problematic in itself, and I actually in, indicative of a, a deeper sort of issue, is that I have a million and one subscriptions of daily newsletters that I don't read and I don't delete and I hoard, really. I think I have to use that word. And that's what I spent my evening yesterday doing until about 1.30 in the morning, um, deleting that. And I got it fixed and I can move forward with that. And I do think I need to take time unsubscribing from some of that unnecessary stuff that I'm getting that I never read. But by the time I was done with that, I wasn't in the space to record, and um, I just went to bed, and that was the right thing to do. That being said, last night was the first time since I began this project, this challenge, this journey of recording this podcast each and every day at night. Now, regular listeners will know that I did miss a day or two. I have, and my rule has been... If I was recording and a family member um, or something else came up that was more important to give my attention to, I would delay the recording and record as soon as I could the next day. And I did that. I've done that a few times. But this is the first time that it wasn't someone else's need that delayed me. It was my own obsession and my own sense of desolation, quite frankly, um, that I was feeling last night. So I'm in a different space this morning. I got a good night of sleep. And um, 
something remarkable happened this morning that um, really was a God presence moment already in this day. And I, I'm going to record this now as, as part of this day. Um, I'll record later tonight. Um, and I, I have a few things today that I think will bring God presence moments. And I'm not going to tip my hand yet on that. But um, there is something special going on today in just a little while, actually. But I'll save that for later. But what happened this morning was um, my mother-in-law is visiting, and um, she is um, always good to talk to, and, and I never find enough time to do that. And I was um, doing the dishes this morning, emptying the dishwasher, and a conversation came up that um, surprised me. And I think what really surprised me was I, I never really have thought to have this conversation with her. And we only began this conversation. There's, there's much, much more to um, to say, and quite frankly, for me to ask. And I, and I hope to have that um, soon and at some point. I'll be intentional in, in having that. Um, but the conversation was this, and um, this is a, a detail about my life that um, is, is a sense of sadness, quite frankly. My wife, whom I've been married to for 19 years, um, lost her father when she was just 13. He um, dropped dead with a heart attack on Palm Sunday. He was jogging and collapsed um, and died. And, um, you know, she only knew her dad to age 13. And, and um, I know she misses him really almost every day of her life. I, I can sense that. Well, that means that I never met my father-in-law. And um, my son and daughter have never met their maternal grandfather and and. There's a loss there. There's an emptiness there. Well, this morning, um, I don't know exactly how it came up, but I started asking my wife, my mother-in-law about her husband, her late husband, again, my father-in-law. His name is Mike Sr., because I have a brother-in-law who is um, Mike Jr. And um, I just started asking her questions, and, and she told me a few things. And it just um, was an eye-opener for me, and not that she gave me new information, um, although it was. I mean, she certainly knew Mike Sr. much better than my wife did. Um, my wife was, again, only 13. She had a, a child's knowledge and child's relationship with him, so I can certainly learn more from my mother-in-law. But um, it was just really remarkable because I realized that this this person, this man who could have been significant in my life as a father-in-law now. Um, and, and he sounds like a pretty amazing guy, very um, very much like his um, son, who is my brother-in-law, my other brother-in-law, who lives locally, who um, is a poet and a teacher and a writer and a musician. And it sounds like my father-in-law was, was a lot like that. And I, I think I would have enjoyed that, um, that relationship but I don't. I won't get to know him in this life, and um, except through asking questions of people like my mother-in-law. So, tremendously grateful today for um, for that, for the beginning of what I hope will be um, a longer conversation and, and a good conversation. So it led me to do one more thing that I'm going to uh, mention here and recommend to you, and this is the other part of the title. Um, there's a group out of San Francisco. They've um, maybe passed their peak a little bit, but um, they've been a favorite of mine. The name of the group is Train, um, and um, you, you might know them. They're, they're sort of breakthrough song probably, gosh, 15 years ago now in the 90s. Uh, yeah, 20 years ago now in the 90s. Good Lord. 
um, was a song called Meet Virginia, which I, I still personally think is one of the great singles, one of the great just rock songs. It, it just, it's just a song I love, really. And um, they, um, they have a song off of uh, a, a fairly recent album, um, The Singer Lost His Mom, and um, he wrote a song in honor of her, but it's an interesting song. Um, it's called You Can Finally Meet My Mom. And it's a song about, it's a love song, actually, about um, the you in the song, his partner, his wife. I'm not sure who the you is, but it's a love song. And he says that, um, you know, when we pass into eternity from this life into the fullness of life, which is eternity, we call heaven and um, afterlife, um, he says, you can meet my mom. And um, it's kind of a funny song. There's some other people he mentions who are deceased and it's it's clever the the band has a sense of humor um and i will post a link to the video at my um facebook site um and um it just it touched me that song really touches me because then i'm gonna cry again i'm sorry because it will be i i hope and pray that um there will come that day when i will be able to meet my father-in-law that is a song that um, my wife could sing to me. You will finally meet my dad. And um, I hope it is a love song that my wife would sing to me, like the singer of the song sings to whomever he is addressing it to. But um, I just hope and pray that someday, um, and I have that faith that I will, that someday um, I will meet my father-in-law, um, my wife's dad, my mother-in-law's husband. And um, that will be a great day. And um, I look forward to that day. So, so as my tears are falling, uh, the rain is falling, maybe you can hear it. And um, I'm sitting here and not getting a little wet through the screens. But I do want to wrap up and do need to wrap up. So um, I guess the question today is, who do you look forward to meeting someday in heaven? And I don't mean the big ones, Jesus and Abraham Lincoln and the Buddha and others. But who are those people that you wished you knew in this life, but you haven't? People, loved ones of your loved ones. Who do you wish that you, not wish, I, I, that's not the right word, but who do you look forward to meeting in heaven? Thanks for listening. Blessings and peace.